Welcome to BizBytes, brought to you by Com Together, helping businesses like yours build their brand through telling amazing stories to engage and grow audiences on multiple platforms. Well, hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of BizBytes, where, well, I think it's going to be a fantastic conversation this one because Steve Brosnan is my guest. And not only do we share some similarities in our backgrounds, but I guess our businesses we've worked out are pretty well aligned. So here I am uh, running a podcast and, uh, of course, talking to lots of people about helping them and publishing their podcasts. Steve, on the other hand, specialises in helping people be a guest on podcasts. So uh, he better perform well today because that's his main gig, right? So, Steve, welcome. (laughs) Oh, I was going to come out and stutter and say I'm too nervous to do this and oh heck, oh golly gosh, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, I better not do that. Uh, It won't be good for business, will it? So, uh, Anthony, it's the yin and the yang or it's the positive and the negative of the the magnets that are just going to snap together and attract. And, uh, yeah, let's give your listeners uh, a hell of a treat. Yes, let's do that. Let's let's because I think that's the interesting common ground that we should probably start from is is we both see the value of podcasts and I suppose we'll get into it a little bit later but that probably has a little bit to do with our own biases of our backgrounds uh in the media but you know just give me your spin on the value of podcasts. Well, I'm going to go one step further. Um I'm going to give you the researchers spin. I do a lot of work with some um, American companies and they do the latest research on everything that's going on. And for the first time, I received the document that was previously headed, the state of video marketing. And I've been getting that document for the last 20, 25 years. However, this year it was called the state of audio and video marketing. Wow. For the first time ever, audio marketing has had its own little category within it. And 89% of the businesses and the marketers surveyed said that they will increase their marketing spend in audio marketing in 2024. So with more podcasts coming on and the value being seen as a great return on investment, People that are listening to this really should think, okay, it's not just something that I'll do to get in and fill in time. It can and should be a valid form of marketing. There's so much to unpack there. Um, I want to start off with just a recollection of it's. it seems a bit deja vu because we all, you and I are old enough to remember when TV started really becoming so prominent in terms of, you know, we started to get all, uh, you know, Foxtels and all of these kinds of things happening. And, of course, in the, you know, if we cast our minds back to the 80s, that very famous song, Video Killed the Radio Star, and we were all, you know, thinking, well, it's going to be over. Um, Talkback Radio still dominates the airwaves in Australia in terms of it being the top-ranked programs, uh, particularly in the breakfast time slots and the drive time slots around the country. Audio coming back at video, it's really interesting, isn't it? Because um, it's just, it it has, a, it, people don't realise the, 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 the difference. 
it, it may seem obvious that one's video, one's you're seeing pictures and the other one you're not, but there's a big difference between the way you approach both. Yeah, I totally agree because yeah, we're both from yeah the the video uh, background, and you know we were teaching video marketing um, back as early as two thousand and eight, and we were preaching videos. However, the speed and the convenience of audio is much more powerful. People can actually listen to it while they're driving. They can listen to it without being obtrusive on a train or or public transport. You don't know what's going on. They're, they're listening to things. So it actually is more convenient to, uh, to listen to podcasts and, and audio than it is videos. And that's now being recognised and people are putting in the right information so that people um, are listening to it. And the statistics are that just in America alone, there's over 100 million people who listen to a podcast at least once per week. Yeah, the, the stats are ridiculous. Um, I, I went through this in a recent episode uh, about podcasting. And if when you take a look at it, and I think the stats are something like there are 1.1 billion uh, websites for businesses that exist. But then when you look at it, and you, you talk about the stats of listenership, but the amount of active podcasts at any given time at the moment is about 450,000. That's globally, of which they don't. I haven't found a stat which says exactly how many are business podcasts, but let's be ultra conservative and say it's fifty percent of those. It will be a lot less than fifty percent, but let's say it's fifty percent. Even then, that's two hundred twenty-five thousand active podcasts compared to one point one billion websites. With knowing that, just in as you say, just in America alone, there's a hundred million. I've heard it's something like uh, two to three hundred. Uh, sorry, as as many as five hundred million. Uh, listeners globally uh, in any month um, yep, to, to totally. podcasts. Like why you would not be in podcasts is it, it should be a no-brainer. Yeah, on, on both sides of the coin because uh, with people like you, it's easier than ever to get one started and to be a podcast guest, it's not that hard at all uh, to be a good one and actually monetize it. There's a lot more to it. But it doesn't take much to be invited to get on and communicate what it is that you know, engage with the host, engage with the audience, and start creating a relationship. Now, that's that's one of the biggest things that uh, the podcast itself, it, it starts basically the relationship building starts at the beginning of the podcast. It doesn't end at the end of the podcast. It just continues. And it's how people treat that continuation of the relationship and how you invite the audience into the continuation of that relationship that makes all the difference. Yeah, spot on. And I think that's the interesting thing to me that many people just expect something to happen only in the moment. And I think the great thing about podcasting is that it's not there just for the moment. Uh, unlike radio, which of course is limited by, uh, relatively speaking, is limited by the idea that you're listening now. And if sure, you can go and listen to the podcast of a show, but the majority of people are listening now. Whereas the 
premise of podcasts like this one are built on the basis that you can listen anytime you want. And just because and in many cases, series like this one is a good example, are not built on them being consecutive. So you don't have to listen to them in order. You don't have to listen to them just because uh, this is the latest one. You listen to the ones that you want to listen to that are most relevant to you. And I think that timelessness just creates this unique opportunity for people that many do not take advantage of. Yeah, and, and the way that it's all set up now um, with the directories and the platforms that they're all on, you you get alerts when what you want to listen to is is coming up. The, you can search the topics, the subjects. All of that makes it so much more valuable. If you've got something valuable for somebody to listen to, they'll find it. And that's the great thing is if you're a good guest or you're a great host and have good people on, then the number of people that are coming to you will just keep gravitating and keep following you wherever you go. So it's it's totally different to obviously the radio. It's primarily there as entertainment and obviously some information. Whereas if you're following a host or a particular topic, you can go from one podcast to the other and keep getting what you need from each of those. And it's now, uh, I heard uh, a I can't remember what the statistic is now, but it's a crazy statistic that some people get all of their learning just from podcasts. They they don't go anywhere else. Yep. Yeah, and, and you can understand that. I mean, it, again, it's funny how we kind of come full circle because I know, you know, thinking back to my um my school days, all those, all those years ago, uh, that um, you know, the biggest thing was I'd be listening to the radio and it, I remember getting to school and we'd all be talking about, oh, did you hear this or did you hear that? And, and uh, you know, whether it was news or whether it was a, you know, comedy thing or whatever it might have been, it, it always all came from from there, even more so than than TV ever did. And I think just getting back to that original subject as well is that, you know, as someone, and you'd appreciate this, as someone who worked in television, the biggest shift in going from audio to video is that you're now reliant on the pictures mm. and if the pictures don't say something then it's much harder to justify talking about it so you need to so you need to be led by the pictures so when you watch a news bulletin at night you're watching what uh, a commentary that is regarding the images and then if you flip over and you're listening to an audio only based version well you can say you can paint the pictures yourself and you've got a lot more scope to talk about a lot more varied thing because you're not restricted by images and i think that in itself is a big thing because as you as you were talking about before that ability to listen anywhere whereas if you feel as though you need to be watching you're a lot more restricted absolutely and and that's the the thing that uh... I'm seeing that a lot of hosts and guests don't get, they haven't moved on in the, their own podcasting arena and they are still down the route of I'm here to give out information and that's where they stop. They, they, they just give out some good information. And in our training, in fact, I just recorded uh, some training for our Podcast Profits program and the saying is, be the prize, not the professor. Now, you have a conversation with your host 
and you engage with the audience, you create a relationship with them so that they think, I've just got to, whatever that got to is, I've got to connect with, I've got to work with, I've got to do something. I just want more of this with that person. Whereas the professor, they go in and to to be fair, most people have been told, this is your formula. Share your story, share some of your knowledge and expertise and send them to a gift. Now, that's a one-way street, and that is you, the professor. I'm just going to ram some stuff, and if you think what I say is good, then maybe you'll like what I do and come with me. Instead of looking to create the relationship with the, the people out there and say, well, hey, listen, here are some key things. This is what I've got for you. I've got some gifts. And they think, wow, I'm involved, I'm invited in, I'm a part of this, not just I'm sitting back watching a couple of geeks have a chat. Yeah, I, I think that it's uh, really, it's really amazes me the way certain people give their intention about being on a podcast. And I've seen it happen on both sides as well. I've seen people who run podcasts who who ask for this as well. And it's almost like it's so predetermined what the conversation is going to be and that you're going to give a series of how-tos and that you're going to be, this is the topic that we want to discuss and go through all of these things. And it's like, well, if if that's your standard that you're going to give, then you're just giving the same on every podcast you're going on. What makes you a unique guest? What makes the opportunity there? I, I'm a big believer in, in having the conversation like what we're doing now. We didn't uh, just for for anyone's benefit uh, who's not been involved as being a guest on my program and you're listening in, is that whilst I ask people who are coming on the program to provide me a short bit of information, it's actually for our show notes afterwards. I, I rarely spend much time looking at it before the podcast because it's really about how, what are the links to your website and to your profile and those bits and pieces that add a little bit of value to, to it. Um Whereas coming and sending it to me and saying, I want to be on your show and I want to talk about this subject and going, well, I'm the host. I'll decide what we're going to talk about. Uh, but it happens and, and, regularly. Yeah. And that's one of the things. I'm just, we're just pre-recording a whole of our training. And one of the things that I see over and over again, if I'm in different networking events and I'll just hear people say, I'm passionate about this. I can speak on this. I want to be on your podcast. And it's like, well, okay, you're the host, you've got the podcast and you've got the guests. It's got nothing to do with you. Just give me a platform because I'm going to talk about what I want to talk about anyway. And it's like, that's which, going to go well. Which is which is interesting because my response now to those people are saying is if you're passionate about this subject and these things, okay, great, I'll help you have your own podcast. You don't need to come on my podcast and talk about that. That clearly is a, a determination that you've got an area that you're an expert. Let's have let's set up your show and do that. Whereas when you're coming on as a guest, you want to discuss topics and things that are going to be of interest to the to the host and let them determine that they've invited you onto the show. That's the way it generally works. In fact, funnily enough, I was just having a conversation earlier today with someone who is telling me that he has a semi-regular slot on a uh, on a Melbourne radio station and that often they will ring him up at five o'clock in the morning and say can you talk about x and so that's what he does he doesn't give them a list of topics that I can talk about this and anytime you want to slot it into the program 
uh, and and podcasting is no different in that in that regard at all. So, uh, I guess I wanted to ask you as well. Give me some of the other uh, big no nos that uh, that you've seen happen when people are, are guests that they just should avoid doing. Um, well, I'll start with the tennis tennis match theory. A podcast should be an interview should be a tennis match. You know, the host will hit a question over. Uh, the guest will hit some information back and it'll go backwards and forwards. There'll be a nice banter backwards and forwards. And that's how it should be. Where I see sometimes that a very inexperienced guest will think, I'm not really sure how many questions they're going to ask. So if they ask me one question, I'm just going to try and get it all in one answer. (laughs) And everything that I wanted to say in 30 (laughs) minutes, I'm going to get in one answer. And I'm just going to go from one to the other. And it's just like sitting, watching somebody hit the tennis ball up against the wall. It's not a good look. You don't get excited. You want to get the backwards and forwards. And when you're confident about what it is that you say and you can get it across in some nice bite-sized chunks in sound bites, as we used to say in the TV world, then you're going to get the information across. The host is going to come back with the next question. The interesting thing is, and then I take this in my high-level coaching program, when you're a good tennis player, you hit the ball back over the net to direct the other tennis player where you want them to go. When you are an experienced pod guest, you hit the answer back over the net where you want the host to go. So if you are an experienced guest, you can actually control, can control, not manipulate, but direct where you want the conversation to go by how you end the answers. And so the people that are nervous and think, well, how many questions are they going to ask? Well, I better get it all in. You just lose the excitement and you you lose any invitation to go back. So... uh, that's one of the biggest things is treat it like a tennis match. Have the confidence that your host is going to go backwards and forwards with you. I think it's an important idea because you've got to remember that you've been invited onto a program because you're an expert in a particular area, but equally the person hosting the program is an expert in their particular area as well. So you have to treat them as much of an expert as you are, you know, as you want to be treated an expert yourself. So I think that's what allows for the uniqueness of the conversations because I think that's where people that come in with this predetermined idea forget is that we're a product of our own experiences. You know, are there other people doing the same thing what you and I are doing? Yes, there are. Are they doing it in the same way? No, they're not because they don't have the experiences that we've had. That doesn't mean that they're necessarily better or worse. It just means they're different. And that's what makes it for an interesting conversation. One thing that's, that's really opened a lot of people's eyes since I've actually been t- teaching this part of the uh, the podcast world is the, the podcasting relationship trinity. Now, those who want to get it and just preach, it doesn't matter who's there, who's listening, they're just going to say what they're going to say anyway. Whereas the three relationships that people should be aware of is obviously the first one, which it's you and me. It's the guest and the host, and we we build that between the two of us. Then there's me and the, the, the guest and the audience. 
Now, there's ways to invite them in by speaking directly. And this one, yeah, this one, Anthony, this one's just for your listeners. Yeah, Anthony, I know your listeners are going to love this. I've got this just for you. So there's a way to bring the listeners in. Now, when you do that, you're going to have a surge of oxytocin for them, which is the belonging drug. They're going to feel as if I'm a part of this. And the whole relationship starts building. But the, the forgotten relationship is, you alluded to it, but didn't quite hit it, is the actual host and the audience. Me, I'm the guest. I'm there because of his relationship with the audience. Now, if you can enhance that and elevate and edify the host in front of his audience, then they're going to have a stronger relationship. I'm going to have a stronger relationship with the audience, and I'm going to have a stronger relationship with the host. And when you're aware of all of those three things happening, you don't go off on monologues. You talk to the audience. You talk to the host. And everything is all happening, and it's just a it's a great way of doing things. Yeah, and I, and and it's interesting because that's a similar formula to what I've done in terms of publishing people's podcasts as well. That uh, it's providing them with myself as being an anchor in many cases enables them to do that and to have that conversation with their audience. So I'm playing a role for them to to help enhance that, and that's something that. You know, those that are confident enough can really take to the next level. And I think it's such a, you know, podcasting is so powerful, but I think you have to be aware of the audience, as you say. But I think it's also then I'm intrigued as to what you see as the next steps after the podcast, because the episode itself is one thing and that recording is great. But where do you see things should go if you're a guest on a podcast after the show ends? Wow, great question. And I know where you're heading with the question. I'm going to reframe it just that little bit, if that's okay, because where people think of what do we do after the podcast is all about what can we do to leverage the podcast to have some, and I call it ROE, return on effort, return on energy. It might be return on investment, but what can we do to better leverage the podcast? And we talk about the four Ps. There's purchase, pass on, promote, or partner. The purchase is if I do a good job and we're giving away something and they'll sign up, they'll get into my funnel and sooner or later they might buy something. And that's where most people think, how can I do a podcast so they get into my funnel? There's the other one, pass on, which is referrals. Now, it might be a referral from you because we've had such a good time. I've given such good information that you might refer me to other podcasts. Or you might say, hey, listen, I've got some people you need to talk to. I think they need your services. So there's the referrals, pass on. Then there's the promote and the actual partner. Now, quite often that happens before the podcast is, is recorded. Now, too recently, uh, I got on. They were saying, hey, Steve, I think you'd be a good fit. Let's have a chat. We were such a good fit that we organized a, a, a training program. We partnered. They promoted. And that was a leverage of our relationship and the podcast. So it's how do we leverage the actual experience of being a guest on a podcast? 
then that's the uh, that's the four different ways. And as a host, you may look at well, okay, how can we you know, purchase, pass on, partner, or promote? Work with our guests more than just give them an exposure, a platform to speak on. Yeah, I I um, totally agree with you, and I think even as a um, podcaster, that's what I try and work on doing with the guests as well. And we provide those avenues, and and those of you that are listening to this episode, you'll note that if you go to the website, uh, you'll be able to see get to a dedicated page for the particular episode where there'll be lots of additional information and information and on a page that you can share you know, as as much as you like moving forward. Uh, so that provides that avenue there as well as, you know, we definitely go through all of those other things. And, and, and I, you know, you and I spoke uh, at an initial meeting the other day and, you know, exactly as you said, partnership opportunities will no doubt open themselves up as a natural fit between what, yeah. uh, what the two of us are doing. So, which I absolutely love, um, you know, and, and, and I think that's the, the, the lesson here for people if you want to be on podcasts, then you just need to be open to the opportunities and not treat it as a sales pitch because there's nothing worse. I've had so many people saying, I've been on lots of podcasts and I haven't got anything from it. I was like, yeah, and there's a reason for that. <laughs> In fact, there's probably lots of reasons for it because all they want to do is the first one, which is, how can I do a good job so people come and buy from me? And out of all the things that I do, um, I mean, I've had some very big clients, huge clients that have come from uh, me being found on somebody's podcast. But generally speaking, that is the smallest number of value that I've got out of the different piece. Uh, partnering and co-promoting different events is uh, certainly the two at the top, but I don't ever get on a podcast to try and say, hey, listen, um, you come and buy from me now. In fact, I've never, ever, ever I've generate for the last three years over six figures just from being a guest and not one person as a host or someone from the audience has ever said that was salesy because that's a one thing we don't teach and be the last thing you ever want to do is try and sell on a podcast. You are spot on. And uh, anyone that plans on coming on this show or other shows that I'm working on, don't sell. Um, let's have a conversation. Hope you've been enjoying the conversation so far. We look forward to bringing you part two in the next episode of Biz Bites. Biz Bites is brought to you by Com Together for all your marketing needs so you can build your brand, engage audiences on multiple platforms, go to comtogether.com.au, follow the links to book an appointment for a free consultation.